Every day I take a poop. Every day I don't know how. Every day I have to do it. I have to do it again. I think I should use a different mic because last time this one popped a lot. It's not really meant for podcasting. This is a video mic. I'm gonna get up and go upstairs and get the sure mic before we do anything else and then I'll have to do sound checks. So cutting this mic off. You got like the zoom and everything? Uh, yeah, the zoom is ready. Cool. This one on. Oh, come on. Really? All right, I'll be back. Hang tight, guys. What do you think of this? And in the meantime, I'll talk about the pointless things I've been up to, other than writing and whatnot. I uh, was doing Attack on Titan. Started watching that because I'm deeply invested in becoming a cliche. So whatever the most popular anime is, that's probably what I'm going to end up watching. But I've been enjoying it in a very, uh, you know, abstract sort of way, you know? how the Titans are really kind of terrifying because they're so human-looking. What are you talking about? Attack on Titan. It's an anime where humanity has basically been corralled into uh, one giant territory by these extinction-level catastrophes known as Titans who are just really, really giant humans who don't need to eat or sleep but they just kind of like eat humans for sport. I'm still in the first season, so I don't really know like what their deal is other than that some humans can become them and uh, they're smoking hot in a literal sense. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, super fun in a horrifying way because again, they have such, they the Titans look so dopey and that's kind of the point. Like they run the way you know you do in dreams like all sideways and crooked oh, okay. but yeah okay so this is the mic that you normally hear me talking on in the reviews i think
think this is a sure SM58, but it's so beat up and covered with uh, Mopar orange. Uh, hey, hold on, says first. I have to probably change the levels on this one, so I'm gonna have to sound check. Before I do this, oh, mic not working. That's right, I had it muted. Okay, testing me, testing me. Plosives, plosives, plosives. Pa 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 pa. Sounds all right. Like like I gotta be right up on it though. If I'm this far away, what does it sound like? Oh. So I need to be a little bit up higher than Nick. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Nick, say something. 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 Things and such. Oh, wow. You are crisp and clear. Yay. I guess I could add more high end to mine. Me, me, me. You, you, you. Me, me, me. Oh, wow. You, you sound like I'm right, right next to you. Beefy, low end, beefy, low end. All the way, beefy, low end. Hmm. Well, we're just going to sound different. That's just all. They're just completely different mics. Yeah. Unless I turn my compressor way up. Oh, wait. I'm not even doing that. I'm not even. High end, high end, high end. Man, that's just harsh. Beefy, low end. Doesn't really change anything. Mid up, mid up. Mid and high up. Say something, Nick. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock a microphone, but it, I don't always come out clear when I do so. Man, that those. Those audio technicals are just, I don't even know if this is a sure or what this is. I have a sure SM, the cheap one on, on order from Amazon when I get back from my trip, but we're just going to deal with this. Okay. You ready to hold for sound? Yep. Okay. Holding <clears throat> for sound. Oh, no SD card.
Yeah, I agree with you, Garrett Green. We have to do a. We have to do a. Ah, oh, we have to do a. Uh, or I have to do a reading the weather thing again. here so the sign can be seen okay and just to say yes we're going to answer super chats daniel only doesn't have a question just has a little animated gift says goal thank you so much i appreciate it all right holding for sound now Welcome, everyone, to RCR Podcast number 77. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. We are here to talk about all things car-related and uh, sort of whatever's going on in the week for us and also, you know, answering your Super Chat questions. So, yeah, uh, that should be, you know, a fun time, provided you're here with yeah. us because this doesn't happen without you. So how are you doing, Brian? Uh, I got a parking lot tableau to talk about. Also, for those people listening on uh, iTunes, uh, we are using two separate microphones. I am on the mic that you normally hear me uh, on the reviews, um, just because that other uh, video mic that I was using on this mic stand, just um, you hear the plosives. It's, it's meant to be outdoors. It's meant to have a dead cat on it. So um, that's just sitting on the table right now. Uh, Nick is using an Audio-Technica AT, AT2020, which is like the podcast mic. The funny thing is there's an unused AT2020 like right there, but I'm too lazy to go over there and drag that to this side of the table. I would rather go up to the sound booth or, and get a different mic than rearrange that mic stand. It's over there. Also, it, it doesn't have a, a mic muff on it. So that's, that's another thing. Mm. I have more of those coming in the mail. Our beverage right now is Lancaster Brewing, and this is uh, a, a wheat ale. It's it's something I don't feel like taking the, the, the koozie off of it. It's, I think, a strawberry wheat or something like that. It's the last beer I've had in the fridge. Mm. Mm -mm. So, so what is this parking lot tableau of which you speak? Okay. I was uh, – I drive the Falcon as just a regular car. Yeah. I, I do uh, – just errands in it. Hmm. And I, I went to the grocery store and I know what I'm in for, you know, when you have, when you have a classic car and you, and you drive it places, uh, people always want to just have the classic car conversation. Yeah. The, I remember these and they're great. I enjoy having them. It makes me feel like I'm somebody. Yeah. Uh, it makes me feel like I, and it makes me look like I know way more about cars than I, than like in terms of manufacturing and also, uh, knowing how to make them work <laughs> knowing how, like it makes me look like a mechanic because often i'm wearing like the bruce hens garage hat so i look like a mechanic and i know everything about this particular falcon because even though bruce was standing there aside from like some welding in the wiring it, it was my hands that built most of that car although the heavy stuff like the, the really complicated stuff I, I i didn't do anyway so i have these parking lot uh old-timey car conversations and, and, I, and I'm ready for a lot of um, people in their 50s and 60s and 70s telling me their stories yeah. that 
they were associated with falcons or, or cars close to them when they were kids. And this was no different. And this guy said, and the tableau, it, the lesson from this tableau between me and this older guy, I should have known that the point was he was just, he wanted to be heard. And yes. I think he wanted his youth to be heard and kept alive in this conversation. It, mm. But I interjected. What he said was he, he did the dastardly thing by not understanding cars. Like <laughs> he wasn't a car guy. He was just reliving his use briefly by seeing, by seeing the Falcon. So what he said uh, was, why can't they build cars like this anymore? And my answer was a joking answer was, well, I guess people want to live, which is the thing. Like it, it, a lot of people know that you're driving an old car, you're taking your life in your hands. There's no airbags, no crash tests. There's crash tests. Um, so anyway, that, that was my joke. And he said, well, yeah, but they're metal. And right there, it's like the yeah, but argument started it's like at that point i should have just walked from the conversation not walked away but yeah i should have said yeah yeah that's true but i dug in i just said what are you talking about I mean, yeah i have a chrome steel bumper but everything else about this car is is like thin i mean you can't see it from the video feed but there's a filing cabinet over there that's about as thick as the steel is on, on old american cars from the 60s there's just nothing to them yeah they, they break up, they bend. So, so the old, so the old conversation kept on a little bit. And then he, he was gonna go away. And he, he did that sort of old guy thing where they want to make a point. So they, they take a half step closer and kind of lean into their words. Yeah. It, I wonder at what point in history was the getting you in the ribs with your elbow a, a, a sign of like hey, yeah, 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 about to make a point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we both yeah, know yeah. what we're talking about yeah yeah so he says in between you and me i think those times were a lot saner than today <sighs> and i want to say the 60s the 60s right the yeah 60s. when the president was shot in the head. Right. And then later they might be giants for a song about that. Yeah. And then, and then, oh, let's just like, there's going to be intercontinental ballistic missiles flying around and black people couldn't, they didn't have civil rights. And yeah. then people were getting off left and right. That's a cool time. And then I had to make it personal. Yeah. Now I didn't, I said, and I said, look, I'm gay. If I was alive back then, I'd be probably be dead. Yeah. And this guy, like, wasn't expecting this emotion coming out of me. So he goes, well, uh, okay. And then I apologize. And then I said, sorry, I got on a soapbox, got a little emotional there. Now, I'm making myself sound a lot more agitated than I really was. Yeah. But I did get into it a little bit with him. And then like he got into, he got, someone drove him there. He got into a car with some other like sack of potatoes, man. <laughs> and they leave and I go in to do my grocery shopping. And I'm thinking, Brian, what was that all about? Why did you have to dig in like that? 
This accomplished nothing. That man was a hunched over older gentleman. His teeth were gray. His calves didn't exist. He had blotches on his skin. What, was, what, what did you get from that? And then, and then I started thinking, I didn't see them drive away. What if I come back there and the Falcon just has a huge screwdriver gash down one side? Yeah. Or a broken window. And I started thinking about that. That You just had another bulb socket moment. Yeah. It's like, you could have just not done anything, and now you wouldn't be thinking about this. Now you're thinking about this. Well done, dick. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's a Twitter encounter in real life of... Mm. of I should say, well, this is, I encounter this a lot on my feed of, I should say something here, mm -hmm. but then I think, well, what's really going to happen? All of a sudden, you know, yeah. you get bombarded by like crazies and, yeah. uh, or people who are very um, aggressive in the way in which they express their opinions yeah. and not in an entirely healthy way. But no. I think it's not so much about what you got out of the encounter so much as what you could have potentially imparted to the man in the sense that okay you can't necessarily go around saying that stuff to people i mean okay not at all comparable but i went to a place where someone wasn't wearing a mask and i asked them like hey could you put a mask on and they oh. come and they complied and because they had it but they just weren't wearing it and it was a nice, like, no frills encounter. And I don't know what kind of it, because you know me, like, I'm not confrontational at all. Like, we're not confrontational yeah. people. Um, but for whatever reason, I just kind of, you know, and it wasn't a moment where I had, like, my dander up and I was all sort of um, felt indignant about it. But, I mean, it's clearly says on the sign, entering the Wawa. You can't, uh, you, Wawa. yeah, you can't enter unless you have a mask on. And... But the thing is that like no one's going to kick anyone out of the Wawa for not wearing it because no one right. wants to have that conversation no, and no yeah. one wants to end up, you know, being that person who like, I don't know, maybe I got one of these freedom people on the wrong day and he busts out his fishing knife or whatever. Yeah, well, and, you know, I it's like how you went specific there. Yeah, like it was a fishing knife. Well, I mean, it's just something that like I don't understand. It's the same type of thing where, um, you know, I. I get why people don't want confrontation mm -hmm. and especially today where you're only one person catching it on a camera phone away from being internationally known. Yeah. Uh, and it's just something where, you know, I don't understand why certain things have to happen a certain way, yeah. but ultimately I think, you know, you got to walk away sometimes and, yeah. but also, you know, not walking away, doesn't mean that there wasn't a teach teachable moment there. Yeah, that was a teachable moment for sure. Yeah, not just for you, but for him. And like, well, especially more for him than for you. Because yeah. yeah, you can learn that, well, you know, if I take those risks, maybe I will come out to my car getting like keyed. But also, you know, you have like the older gentleman who sort of invades personal space to make a comment to someone they think is going to agree. Yeah. And it's that thing where they're right next to you and they 
are looking for a silent ally, you know, uh, and someone in a younger generation who will reaffirm that their way of living will continue. Oh, that's a line. Yeah, that's a line. Someone mm. from a younger generation who will reaffirm that their way of living will continue. Yeah, mm. of just like they got to find a way to hold on, I guess, and they do it through vicariously through others. But then to have that vision of the past coming back again, not reinforced mm -hmm. can be kind of a blow and it could be a wake-up call to the right mind sure uh to the correct mind that like okay now things have to change because the past gets idealized but how great was it really i mean i talk about the 90s oh, as a great time and a wonderful time but you know what i was listening to at the gym today or two days ago what and i pulled it up intentionally tub thumping uh, yeah, I had that album, the whole album. Uh, I didn't get the single. I got the whole friggin' album. I don't, I don't know, know any other tub thumping song. How uh, was the whole album? Um, it's all right. The only other song I really liked on there was I uh, Amnesia. Yeah, I believe, and it's just it sounds not every song sounds like tub thumping, but it all sounds like what you would expect it to sound like okay. a, a, a Chumbawamba yeah. album to sound like. So, yeah, yeah. I wonder, like. I think I was listening to Seven Mary Three, Cumbersome, or was that early 2000s? Well, anyway, yeah, just music. It's normally a 90s mix when I'm at the gym, and I know I will be over idealizing the 90s. Yeah. Especially, especially all the vaporwave I've listened to. There's a really good album just called like Nouveau Life or something. And it just feels like you're on hold with like CompuServe or something like that, mm. which is something I haven't thought about in ages. <laughs> Family had a joke about that, but like early, like I think CompuServe predates AOL America Online. Possibly, I'm not sure. Uh, so, did you get coffee or tea? tea? How is Sheets tea? Um, it's fine. Uh, the, I do the herbal tea. I mix uh, the lemon ginger with the hibiscus orange ginger mm -hmm. and it comes out rather nice so um it's too hot to really drink right now i got you but i haven't been making the ginger tea just because i've been lazy like mm -hmm. the bringing the it's just like a whole thing because with it being as hot as it is oh yeah and then you gotta like <laughs> brew this tea, yeah. and it gets the kitchen gets super hot really fast and, oh yeah mm, even though it's only like 20 minutes mm -hmm. but still it lingers it has that bleeding effect that goes through the rest of the place yeah. When you're cooking a lot. Uh, our friend Corey Walton, she's driving home when she, she uh, skipped the pandemic to go <laughs> to, to Phoenix uh, to live on her parents. I think they bought like a ranch or something like that out there. So she's going to be driving her WRX wagon all the way back to PA. I told her she should come by the house and see it and like spend a night here or something like that. Um, she should be on podcast. She should be on like podcast. a great uh guest I don't think and, she's ever been on and her and her dog I, and i think like her sabaru was one of the first about like that we're i think she called it a sabaru uh where she was, had a legacy gt ah um that was a that was like the third or fourth car yeah um and before some missions where it was just family and friends cars yeah, yep and yeah no it would be good to see it would be nice to see oh what was the dog's name Leela. Leela. I was going to say Lucy. Yeah. yeah. But mm -hmm. no, it's very nice. 
Hmm. I get but, like this on the podcast when I go to the gym before this. I did run into Renee, the owner of the place. Yeah. And she just said hi. And she says, I'm glad to see everybody social distancing and coming at different times of the day. Yeah. Because now I could go to the gym at like noon or I used to go there at like five or six. So half the time is uh, I want the bench all to myself in that I can get up and leave and not have to worry and not to have to say I'm still using this. Yeah. It was a different day because, Oh, they have a new bar. Like it was weird. Like there was a new bar on the, on, on the bench and it was like an Ohio something or other. And it was all weird and black and shiny and new and knurling was still good. I'm like, this feels weird to have a bar this nice. I thought it was somebody's like personal bar mm. that they brought there. So I asked the only other guy, um, if it was his and he told me, no, they got a new bar. I'm like, wow, they got a new bar. <laughs> I kind of think someone donated it. It didn't look new, new, like there was some wear on it. Nothing in that place is new, but. But that's but part of the character. Of oh, it. yeah. You know, it's the charm. It's a freaking dungeon in there. But <clears throat> I'm glad I can go a lot. Um, hmm. Oh, I was reading online about this um, haunted car that and it was something that i was thinking of like maybe doing an rcr stories on but there's not enough information out there about mm -hmm. it it is a 1964 dodge something or other i don't know they nicknamed it the car the golden eagle but it used to be a police car and um uh, basically what ended up happening was that it was decommissioned but like three of the well i guess it's more cursed than haunted but basically Three of the officers who drove it would later go on to commit murder-suicides. Oh. After it's – and then later on, after the old man who inherit or who, like, inherited it uh -huh. died, this woman named Wendy uh, got it. And basically, she would talk about how, like, the doors would randomly swing open on the highway or when, you know, the car was – in her driveway and anyway eventually this church became convinced that there was a demon inside of it and what so state is this oh i don't remember the state okay. offhand I, I read this like earlier this like a few days ago but basically uh what ended up happening was that they ended up becoming convinced about this demon and it was possessed and so they ended up um trying to like graffiti the car and everything and anytime someone would like anyone who tried to lead a sort of movement on graffiti would end up dying in suspicious ways like wait okay back up how does leading a movement against graffiti or no leading like basically the way that the article framed it was that they were trying to lead the charge to spray paint or graffiti or whatever this car that they were going to do uh like basically anyone who tried to vandalize the car ended up dying in mysterious ways. Well, why were people trying to vandalize the car? Because it was possessed by a demon. Like these were the church people who were like, well, we got to vandalize this stupid car and, or this okay, demon so car. The, 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 the car belongs to the church? No, this car belonged to somebody, to this woman named Wendy. And then the church people found out about it, became convinced the car was possessed. And, oh, and they're doing it of their own And they're volition. doing it of their own volition. And eventually, gotcha. like, a few of the people died in car accidents. Um, two of them were struck by lightning. Um, and then ultimately, the car was seized by the church and taken apart. 
and all the pieces were hidden. And so like this woman had to go and like find the parts. And even when she did find them, the car wasn't like usable anymore, but she still like held on to it anyway. Huh. And it's Wait, just who took the car apart of uh, church people. So they vandalized the car and now like, I guess that's arson. Pa. Well, I mean, they didn't, they took the car apart, but, and then well, just hid the pieces. Get, how did they get the car to take it apart? I don't know. Oh, okay. The article doesn't say. Like okay. it, it's one of those weird things where it's like two paragraphs mm. uh, in a in a listicle about haunted cars that I found interesting. And but that was like the most interesting one, other than James Dean's uh 550 spider. Okay. And but it's just interesting to think about how these weird cars sort of um capture the imagination of like a certain community, mm -hmm. which I want to say this was in Ohio. I'm like okay. fairly certain it was Ohio, but ultimately it's just um, made me think of like Christine, like yeah. Stephen King, uh, except the car wasn't directly doing the killing. Okay. But that is a hair above coincidence for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, for all I know, the sort of, story is nonsense <laughs> like mm. it, for all i know people could have made it up i mean i'm believing a listicle for crying out loud oh is that where it was well yeah like i don't remember the website either okay um but yeah uh, mm. when did we do the last podcast was it all was that was that already last week when we did this uh yeah wow. and we had um you know that was everybody right or was it one person? No, it was, uh, oh, who was the guest last week? It wasn't the one with, uh, oh, it was Ben Wright. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, talked about motorcycles, and I told him he could buy my bike for like $3,000, which is way under what a 650F is worth right now. Yeah. I saw a few of them. Some people are trying to get 4009 out of these bikes. I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're stretching it there. Um, I kind of feel like selling my motorcycle. I rode it for the first time at night all year um last night huh so and i forgot how cool that was uh riding through town at night and i may you know go out tonight later and just ride it around you get caught you get lots of bugs yeah. on your uh, oh that's one thing i could do i could go and try to remember which alignment screw does what because i gotta turn my high beam i gotta line my high beam on the motorcycle lower yeah because it's I turn it on and it just points at the trees. So that's something to do because uh, I did all the yard work and everything else. So for people listening, I have next week's review done and the week after that is done. Um, uh, Cause I'll be going out to Cincinnati uh, next week to film some cars and hang out with Foster and Donovan. So, that's going to be the first trip I've taken, yeah. I think. Apart from, I guess, going over to Tony's house and that's it. Tony's house and then one time at Jess's uncle's house. Hmm. Um, but that's still in Pennsylvania. That's just way, way up there in NEPA. Yeah. And when I say NEPA, I mean Northeast PA for people who don't know. And uh, mm. Man, I have no energy when I go to the gym before this. It's like, because my gym workout is weights and then I go on the elliptical for 40 minutes. So I'm just kind of spent. 
And yeah. then I come back from the gym and I graze food for the entire day. Yeah. And then I don't do anything else. I mean, I mean, I'll work on RCR, but now there's really nothing to write about. So. Oh, did uh, I send you the, uh, the shirt jigs? The you did send me the shirt yeah. jigs. I, and I have to remember my username and password to, write <laughs> bubble, yeah. uh, to put it up, to put them on. Yeah. To see what they do. Yeah. We're going to have some new merch designs coming out as soon as I remember my username and password and put them up. I really like the Kunkelman Chevrolet thing. Yeah. And I, I even like the idea of doing, uh, like an ad for a fake for, for this fake dealership. Yeah. Kunkelman Chevrolet. And then you just write some nonsense and then have a bunch of people I was thinking about if I had some, you know, if there's some discretionary income, uh, to just hire Mark Swint to do, yeah. the, uh, to do the voiceover as like this dealership thing. Yeah. And it could be like, uh, and for those guys who are listening, uh, um, there's going to be a, a, another continuing thing for Rinaldi and Klein excavation, <laughs> which is another fake company. It's going to yeah. appear in a video in the future, but it could be like that. Yeah. It could be a series of like, Kunkelman Chevrolet appears like I don't know if they could be monetized because they're only going to be like bumper commercials. Yeah, but it'd be oh, funny to be put a... them up and just have them be this thing. Um, that every now and again there's a new Kunkelman Chevrolet commercial number one, and some people will think it's real. Yeah, we don't. We, um, where was that place you got that stock footage when you did the fake? Uh... Oh, all my stock footage is either like Pexels or Pixabay because. They no attribution, commercial use, whatever. Um, you have to pay for them? No. Really? No, it's all free stuff. And uh, I mean, I make sure to check the license on yes, each I one. Yes, I have seen big bills and bill, big bill hells, Vega. Yeah. But like the one. Um, Come in Chevrolet. What? Come see our. Uh, no. See, I don't want to turn this into a Sonora car gauge sort of thing, but no credit, no. Well, I mean, no credit, no gains. Well, my whole Come thing. See the credit experts cut to like a shot, or even like pay Foster to like animate like three seconds of something. Come see our finance specialist Bob Walanowski, <laughs> and he's like cut to a shot of just something like that that Foster would be animating. Just like have like spray easy cheese in his mouth, like <laughs> cut back. It makes me think of that. Trauma got Malibu's and Malibu's and Malibu's and Malibu's and Malibu's and Malibu's and Malibu's alpacas. Yeah. Malibu's. Yeah. I mean, I did do a fake. Well, the Kunkelman Chevrolet thing comes from a fake commercial I did in the, I want to say the Oldsmobile Laro review. Yeah. And it was there for literally no reason of just like, it was something to extend the length of the video that I thought would be funny uh -huh. um, because I didn't get as much footage as I needed. And for whatever reason, people wanted Kunkelman Chevrolet merch. And so I figured, well, you know, it would be funny if we came out with a line that allowed people to uh, dress their cars in such a way that, you know, there's not even like RCR livery on it. It's just Conkleman Chevrolet. Yeah. So that people are like, oh, where's Conkleman Chevrolet? Well, I've never heard of Conkleman Chevrolet. And, you know, key tag, freaking license plate frames, you know, those types of things. And you end up with this completely fake <laughs> dealership. I'm Marty Conkleman. Yeah. I'm Marty Conkleman. Say hello to my wife. And then every time you see a wife, it's like it may be a person. 
it could be yeah a uh, a gumball machine filled with lasagna <laughs> <laughs> the, the the whole um i could probably get a gumball machine too you could probably that, well, that'd be a thing for the attic up there. Yeah, because well, like they're lions, like lions club. There used to be like this lions club gumball machine that was filled with, I swear to God, chiclets. And it was at the Cresona mall when the CVS pharmacy used to be in there. And it was a penny. It's the last It's the last remaining penny gumball machine. Um, and I don't know if it's there anymore. And it was one of those gumball machines. You put a penny in. You get one chiclet, put a penny in, but instead of having a dial you turned, it was like a, okay, imagine a mechanical swipe. Yeah. You have a little protruding ergonomically designed piece of stamped steel, like for your finger. Yeah. And for those people who are listening, Take your index finger and point it at the horizon and then just follow the horizon left and right. You'd slide this bar across and that would be the mechanism for dispensing one chiclet. So for huh. a penny, you got one chiclet. <laughs> Wait, one. Is, chiclets, is chiclets gum? Yeah, it's Yeah, gum, it's right? the little square, square. gums. And the idea that you're just getting one is so achingly pointless because like a chiclet on its own is not enough gum. You have right, to have like right, two yeah, or yeah, three yeah, yeah. chiclets to really get a good like wad going. Yeah. You don't want to blow your wad all the time. But when soon. you're like in the fifth grade and the only money you have is the money you find, <laughs> that's something you can purchase. That's a good line too. Of the only money you have is the, the money, money you find. find. I mean, that's more or less, you know, the income of the child. And, you know, it's different time period, of course, but... It still mostly holds true today. What are you eating there? A lot of people. The same meal I eat every day. Just rice and vegetables and chicken. Oh. With some kind of like sriracha or something. Yeah. I, mean, people I, were... eat, I eat steamed vegetables. I eat a rice medley or, you know, depending on what kind of rice I buy. Sometimes I mix quinoa in there. And then like a revolving door of meat. So I've been eating the same meal since 2012. I go out to eat. I buy, I eat other stuff. Mm. Which reminds me, I have a whole bunch of grapes in the fridge. I'm going to fill a bowl of grapes and bring it out here. Next time there's a super chat for you and I have time. Yeah. I'll go out there, put a bowl of grapes out here. I can eat that and then shit. <laughs> <laughs> really long. So, okay. We did super two super chats. Hey, this starts off uh, right. This is a Nick question. Rock and roll. Regan LB says, "What songs are you planning to use for future intros?" Um, uh, one is from last year's Eurovision, which is bizarre, but I like the song. Um, yikes! I don't remember. I will have to go into my Gmail to see. I know one of them is an original that I wrote that I am very, um, I don't know. I liked that song that I wrote, like, which is a bizarre thing to sort of fall into where, you know, oh God, how, how does one come to the point where they actually like the things they write? Um, but yeah, it's 
those two. And then um, there's another one that is kind of a car song that's being parodied, but I don't know. It's, it's just strange uh, because I usually don't know what I'm going to do before I sit down with my guitar and the microphone. Sometimes I just like write something and other times I feel like, you know, just coming up with some kind of parody that relies on um, harmonies and multi-track. So it's, it's not really that complicated. It's just time consuming in some respects. So, Ooh, thank you. Nah, nah, there, but yeah, I can't really complain. I do want to write something this year that will be like my piece de resistance yeah. for like a better time. Like I really want to write the song that I can, you know, point to and be like, that's the song. Mm -hmm. Like as, as far as I go that where I don't kind of like cringe listening back to it. Yeah. But then that's kind of how I feel about like every song that I do that's original. So mm -hmm. um, except the Christmas ones, weirdly enough, like all the Christmas ones I'm really, really happy with, but that's because Christmas is very easy to write about or the holidays in general are easy for me to write about. Yeah. So I don't know. Bro, uh, Roman scab. Oh boy. Sigh. I'm sorry. Oh, it's another Roman, but the pronunciation of the last name is very difficult. I'm sorry, sir, but thank you so much for your donation. You've done cars, bikes, lawnmowers, tanks, and airplanes. When do you review boats? Well, um, I, we will eventually do a boat, and it'll be me complaining about how I don't like boats. Um, to film a boat, you really need two boats. So how are you going to film the boat going along without another boat to film it from? So, or a drone, I guess. I don't mm. have a drone, though. Yeah. Um. And I don't want to buy a drone because then I'm the guy who has to practice using a drone. And the sound of a drone flying around was really cool for about two months. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, here comes drone guy. Yeah. Drones kind of went the way of laser pointers. Pretty much. They're the 2010s laser. Well, now we're in the 2020s, but still the, the laser pointer of that generation. Yeah. And except I guess for the really nice ones or maybe for all of them. Cause I don't know Jack about drones, but I guess you need FAA clearance. I guess so now. Cause we needed that for um, that GTA shot. True. And now you have assholes putting the word pilot in their Twitter in Twitter info because now they, they had to get a license to fly their drone. Mm. So now they're claiming that they're pilots. Ah, uh, oh no. That's like in Snakes on a Plane where Keenan Thompson lands the plane because he did flight simulators on PlayStation. Yeah. It's, Wait, flight simulator wasn't on PlayStation. I didn't see Snakes on a Plane. So it's know. a terrible movie. Mm -hmm. And not terrible in a like so bad it's good sort of way. It's just a movie that is trying to be so bad it's good, which makes it significantly worse. Oh. So yeah, I don't know. Roman, try reading some Wu Hexa. Oh, Wuxia. Wuxia it's, um, me, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, uh, I believe it's a type of um, like martial arts fiction. Okay. That is mainly uh, Chinese, China centered. 
And um, I want to say like historically based, like they don't really happen in modern times. Okay. They happen like hundreds of years ago or maybe in an alternate world. But okay. then again, I don't know as much about Wuxia. I mean, I hear Wuxia and I think of Crouching Tiger just because that seems to be generally the vibe there. But okay. um, in terms of like the stories that are being told, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I should. I probably should. I mean, I need to read more anyway. Yeah, it's been a while since I read a book on a book. Yeah. Lately, I've been just been listening to books. Yeah. And I, I listened to Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And I also, uh, on Frederick Newton's advisement, uh, listened to Neuromancer, which huh. was way more complicated than Philip K. Dick's stuff. Yeah. But I noticed that there's an ongoing theme like a lot of the science fiction writers, not so much with uh, Neuromancer. Oh, I forget the author's name. Um, but it certainly was a case with Philip K. Dick and also Isaac Asimov that a lot of the women in those old science fiction stories are just hysterical bimbos. Huh. It's like they're portrayed really badly as like mm. nuisances and like hinder, as just like a mild antagonist. Yeah. From the mild antagonist in a subplot. Kind of like Jessica Capshaw in Temple of Doom. It's like mm -hmm. she's meant to be sort of... No, don't! Like, yeah. that's pretty much what they are. Not yeah, there. the wet blanket type <laughs> yeah. mentality. But I don't know. That's just how they were written back then. I, I know the different time argument kind of sucks, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I stink wouldn't be a podcast without you. I stink says, did you guys ever get surprise overtime? I don't know what that means. Oh, like, um, in sort of like at work where, uh, I think you either get held for extra hours or you're offered the opportunity for extra hours. Um, and you take them, uh, I've never gotten surprise overtime, but that's because most of my jobs before this, we're all in like an education-esque field. Yeah. Like um, the one regular nine to five I had was in a call center and that was terrible. Um, but everything else, I was like either a tutor, uh, teaching assistant type thing. Um, like I never did the whole thing. Like you're not going to get emergency overtime in mm -hmm. like the school district. It's just, I don't know. I remember I did get real overtime and by overtime, I mean, real time and a half overtime. Uh, because when I was a teacher in Alaska, I still was hourly. Yeah. And, uh, there were occasions where I was permitted to log extra hours. And so that was time and a half. So that was nice. Um, when I worked in a camera shop, you got in trouble if you, if you, uh, didn't clock out at the right time. So there was a lot of like, uh, what do my managers say? You know, all hands on deck or can you just help me out and do blah, blah, blah. And you're working off the clock Yeah. at the end. Like before you get out of here, can you quick? And like, I remember like once or twice, I forgot to clock out until I was actually done working. Yeah. And then I got in trouble because like you, we went over budget. We went over budget. You pushed us over budget. 
I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do retail anymore. Big respects for people who are still working that if retail exists anymore. In yeah. like shops in the mall. I was listening to a Come Town episode <laughs> where they were talking about the like I forget which character which person on the on that podcast was working at a, a GameStop and like the manager was taking it really seriously. But he wanted to say to him, like, look, you're never becoming district manager. Mm. You don't have a college education. This is as far as you go <laughs> in this. So, but man, back when I was in retail, I had one manager who had like, th she had three kids. She was married and had three kids. And this is her job managing this camera shop. And it was a camera shop inside the Boscovs at the, uh, oh, the mall up there. Fairland Village Mall, and uh, she she was good to me. I was I was a dick, and then eventually, but she like wanted to like enforce rules, so then I left and went to a different store, <laughs> and then that was store was a standalone store. That was the camera shop in the Berkshire Mall, and I I kind of liked working there, and I got and I still got in trouble because I could get mouthy with the customers who didn't know much about cameras and like complain that their pictures were wrong, yeah. and I'm like, you don't know how to focus you. Press the button halfway down. <laughs> that focuses it. Press it the west, rest of the way. No, they couldn't wrap their head around that. I just want a camera that takes the picture when I hit the button. They make something for that. It's called the Kodak Point and Shoot Film Camera. Please shoot with this. It's F-stop 90 or something. Yeah. The aperture is so tiny, everything will be in focus. And those things are set to like infinity focus anyway, because the lenses don't move. They actually were not terrible cameras. Like if you had, if you had like one of those sun guns, those deer spotting thousand candle power things, yeah. um, you had one of those, which were like $20. Now they're $20. They're probably $60 back then when they were new, but one of them and a Kodak point and shoot, you could take some decent photos with those things. Mm. I mean, way better. We're talking like 2005 when digital cameras were like three megapixels. Yeah. That's a 35 millimeter camera. And as long as there's plenty of light, we get really good photos out of that. We had some problems where, where some people are like, what kind of film should I get? And I'm like, well, where are you going to take the pictures? Well, I'm doing a, something, something like swim meet. And I'm thinking it's probably going to be dark in there. Of course, I didn't ask like how much light and this, that. So I think I, I think I recommended that if someone was taken indoors at like 1000 ISO uh, speed film, like, okay, you're going to need some really sensitive stuff. Now, thank goodness they had it in like a camera that it would adjust for it. So it was properly exposed. I'm like, why is it grainy? I'm like, oh crap, I messed this one up. So usually we'd give them free film, but the memories are all ruined. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. And even now, now and then, I finger like, oh, I dropped the grape. Oh, my pictures are ruined. <laughs> oh, Paul Newman's going to have my legs broke. <clears throat> mm. I can go on and on about that camera shop. I mean, were you like the only person there who knew stuff about cameras? Eh, I mean, yeah, well, we all knew. Like, we were all like camera nerds in there. But that was like our problem. Like we wanted to have the good cameras. This is when Kodak was circling the drain. But they would try to push like poor performing cameras. And I remember the 
our manager asking the district managers, like, can you just give us two crates of Nikon Coolpix cameras? Because they were the best ones. And that's where I started to like Nikon because yeah. the people who bought Nikon Coolpix never came back with problems because for like $100, you got this kick-ass point and shoot that would do freaking everything. The one problem was that we had a hard time selling Nikon Coolpix to men because <laughs> it had the name Coolpix. Uh, they would also men would mostly buy the Canon Power Shot because Power Shot. I forget what I had. All I know is that it was fuchsia because I didn't care about like having, you know, girly color, what they were perceived as girly yeah. colors or whatever. I don't know. I was happy with the pictures I took, yeah. even though looking back on them now, they're all terrible. But that's you know, yeah. it's it's just funny to think of how like. I was at that mall virtually every weekend. And so we probably crossed paths like 700 times and didn't know it. Yeah. Like years before we ever met each yeah, other. Yeah, camera shop was right next to Spencer's Gifts. Mm -hmm. yeah. Camera shop, Spencer's Gifts, Radio Shack, you know, and on the other side is a Claire's because of course, <laughs> freaking Claire's. With a Victoria's Secret across the way. And I used to take pictures <laughs> with a long lens and just be funny. Yeah. I'd grab the most expensive lens in the place. Looking back, it wasn't that bad. The whole place smelled like developer. And there was no, like no fat in the title of what on earth is this shop? And it just said the camera shop. I'm like, yep. oh. Nothing, huh? Huh. What do they sell? But we would get in trouble. Like, I don't want people, like the district manager's like, we can't let this place turn into Amazon showroom. Because of course people would just, we just, you could have the cameras, you could take pictures and put a card in them. Yeah, go have fun. Yeah. I need a camera. What's a good camera? And usually when that is, I'm going to upsell the shit out of you. Yeah. But if you, someone says we had this one, there was this one Canon that I really like. This Canon PowerShot something, something. I think it was like $69. Nice. It was like a 2.8 megapixel. I must have sold 20 of those in a year. <laughs> because like, here is a camera. It takes two AA batteries. They last forever. Point it. Shoot it. Great. Do you need your camera to take video? No, here it is. And I probably could have upselled them like crazy. But, uh, eh, well. Eh, the time for cameras is, it's now become a point where the people with cameras are the older generation that doesn't have smartphones mm -hmm. and people who are camera nerds, yeah. like who are actually into photography. Yeah. Like whether it's their career or whether it's a passion or hobby yeah. of theirs, those are the people who had it. But everyone else are just like, eh, camera phone. Because if I have a camera, you know, it's like, I can't put that on social media right away. I got to right. go home, take them off and put them on a computer and then yeah. I can go on social media. Yeah. And if I want to put them on the gram, I got to yeah. find a way to get them from my computer to my phone. Yeah. So it's just, eh. People are weird. And and like boomers, they didn't want to buy card readers. For whatever reason, they were against that. Mm. I, I want to plug the camera into my computer. Well, you need the USB cable. I fucking lost that. <laughs> and we didn't sell USBs because some of these some of these cameras, like they had a computer that needed like a friggin' like serial port to plug their camera into. Yeah. I'm like, look, they don't. It'll transfer faster. I don't want to transfer it. I want to download it. Fine. You know, download on your computer if you put this. But, you know, then they'd put their SD card in upside down. They'd force it in. Everything uh, like that. I had this little Canon power shot that I really liked. Because when I went down to F-stop 50 and I could take some really cool long. That was the one thing that those old point and shoots from the, not, from the early 2000s, like 04, 
they could they they could still do stuff that you know smartphones can't. Yeah, like super long exposures. You could have narrow depth of field that wasn't software; it was all in the lens. Some of these ones had glass lenses. I remember when the first Sony's came out; they had like Zeiss lenses on them. Huh. Or was that Panasonic? Even like Fujifilm. Fujifilm had their own dedicated memory. They had XD cards, not SD cards. But some of them didn't have lithium ion batteries that you had to run them off of four double A's. Those were stupid. Hmm. Anyway, eh, cars, memories, <laughs> cars are stupid. Dan, <laughs> e Dan Evans, uh, five pounds. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, which of you would win in an arm wrestle and can you prove it? Probably Nick. Oh, I was going to say probably you because you uh, are I do curls, but I don't have big forearms. You have big forearms. Yeah. I mean, I've, I was always garbage at uh, arm wrestling because it's never really like a strength thing. It's almost like a momentum thing. Yeah. You know, and also it's like, yeah. It's like a middle school move. Arm it is. It, unless you're watching like over the top or something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, you know, it's, there is uh, this one arcade game that I used to play that um, you would, it was like a, mechanized arm yeah and it, you would face various street fighter-esque yeah. characters and i would do pretty well on that until then you know the final boss was just a nightmare I, the final boss was like a robot or something uh, and uh, it's just strange of the amount of like pull in there because by the time you get there your arm is sore and true. so i'm like screw it i'm just gonna go play freaking rush mm -hmm. or, or something uh, I remember seeing a bunch of kids play that at one of the arcades in Ocean City, Jersey. And the way you could cheat on it is you had to keep your elbow on that pad, but you just have your one friend hold that pad down and <laughs> two other people grab that arm and pull. Yeah. Then you win. Yeah. I mean, there is no, it's all honor system. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, ah, I kind of miss arcades in a, weird way I miss the smell that yeah elect electric electrical fire smell yeah yeah uh boris boris ts karloff uh wouldn't be a podcast without me thank you sir i'm gonna take myself to the old commode and brown till i can't till i can't no more uh, right. old town, old road, town road yeah Billy Ray Cyrus is on the number one song in history <laughs> or the longest charting number one song in history. It's so, I mean, I don't know. It's still weird. Like he'll still be listed in headlines as Miley Cyrus's father. Like, you know, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, father of Miley Cyrus releases yeah. new song. It's just like, uh, yeah. I mean, you reach a point where your kid gets more famous than you, but then you come back around and yeah. do something that she hasn't done mm -hmm. that's like more successful, mm -hmm. but you're still known as her dad, oh. which eh, it is what it is. It's like, the, had, but what a moment to have that he had. Yeah. That was back before like the latest trending thing could push the old thing out Yeah, because the media was like, okay, well, this is good. We're just going to stick with this for an entire summer vacation. Yeah. That's how it was like when Magnum style came out. Or, or, or Gangnam, Gangnam Style. style. Gang, Gangnam Style. I, why did I say Magnum Style? Eh, maybe I'm thinking of condoms. Anyway, the whole uh, thing, when I first heard about it, I'm like, why are people so into this? And then I finally watched it. I'm like, okay, this is my thing now. Yeah. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to watch this 
ad nauseum forever because yeah. he's screaming into an ass. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> and nothing in that video makes sense. It's great. But I was a substitute yeah. teacher when that song came out and I was substituting middle school, eighth grade. And like the boys would just come into the classroom and they just say lyrics like they didn't know Korean. Yeah. But they were just saying the lyrics. And I'm like, this is their thing. I'm like, oh, this is your Macarena. Awesome. No longer confused. <laughs> yeah. They're all wearing Osiris shoes, which don't exist anymore. You know? Yeah. Well, of course, that, that was 2000 and that's like 2011. Wow. Wow. 10 Damn. years ago, almost 10 years ago. Damn. Damn. Uh, Cole Donnelly says, I'm leaving for college during a global pandemic in two weeks. So your college is open, huh? Wow. Uh, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Take this and go get a pair of socks for bare feet. Yeah, I'm not wearing. I hate wearing shoes and socks in the summertime. And this is the one different thing because I lost my sandals. Yeah. The sandals I bought in uh, New Zealand, well, they just fell apart. They were uh, dumb. I bought them at like Countdown or something like that. And so they lasted like two or three summers and then they're done. So I have to go to Boscov's and get myself some sandals because I've been running, going through like three pairs of socks a day. Yeah. Just because I'm coming in and out. I'm, I'm not putting on sweaty socks again. It's gross. But, you know, sandals can all get all gross and nasty. But for whatever reason, I don't care. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, at least with sandals, it's less things, fewer things that you have to put in the wash. True. You know, who needs socks? I mean, I need socks. I feel naked without them. But other than that, yeah, rock and roll. That's what I should do tomorrow. I'm going to Boscos and just buy sandals. Uh... I like your name, F-U-K-A-Z-Z-R-S. Thank you for your donation. The new Bronco looks looks okay. Oh, I see what you're going to say. New Bronco looks sexual orientation when I think of what's become of the Wrangler. It's all right. I pray Ford stock and the bond rating goes up. I don't think Ford stock is going to go up. The, must, the, the Bronco is going to be good, but it's not going to be a 1964 and a half Mustang that's going to change the entire company. Um, it'll be good. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't buy Ford. If you have Ford stock, dump it and buy Apple, <laughs> dump it and buy Apple, Procter and Gamble, or spread it neatly over a bunch of pharmaceuticals because who's ever coming up with that, who's ever, whoever comes up with the vaccine is, is going to have, is going to have Bezos money. Yeah. Yeah. So was... my stock, <laughs> if this was mad money, it's like, any, just find out how many pharmaceutical companies and just buy an equal amount of every one of them. Yeah, because there are like five in the running and there's one in, I want to say Russia that has passed like, that is has accelerated its like final stage trials and it's looking to get it out in like two weeks, even though it hasn't met the appropriate yeah. burden of safety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for all we know, it turns people into the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. But who knows? You know. David Abreu, thank you for your donation. Would you be interested in reviewing a 93 Corolla wagon? Uh, I just got a really uh, low mile one, and I would and I love it. Pure 90s nostalgia. Yeah, Corolla wagons are great. Your make model city state to regularcars.gmail.com. Put your, your make model city state in the title of the email. And in the body of the email, put your name, a phone number, and a picture of the car. You have to spell out the name of your state completely. Don't put down the uh, abbreviation because it'll just get lost in the pile. 
Thank you. And thank you for your donation. Nick H. Hey, Nick H. Normally you're, you're quick on the gun about mm -hmm. this anime titties. Yeah, there it goes. There it is. Thank there you. Is. Hungry Moose with, uh, from Canada. Generous donation. Thank you, sir. Well, I actually, wow. I actually get to catch one of these because I'm stuck at a truck stop in Los Angeles. Oh, driving around. Come to Canada. Well, we're not allowed yet. And I can get you a 700 horsepower Freightliner Classic XL to review along a decent size, along with a decent size dirt lot. Well, that'll work for sure. Um, and if I get pulled over in Canada, I can just go home and not pay the fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's, I don't know if there's international reciprocity between our two countries. Um, yeah. Uh, whenever we talk about Canada, the next, you know, send me an email then, regularcars at gmail.com. I appreciate it. P. Melling, uh, 2293, doesn't have a question. Um, just has a little uh, animated GIF saying you're special or I like you or you're great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Short Life. Um, this one was animated, but it's not anymore. What is this saying? What? Oh, when we were talking about the gym, it's a little like pear doing aerobics with dumbbells saying, keep it up. Thank you. And I will. Oh, they mentioned how uh, if you don't pay the fine, you can't cross the border again because you'll oh. have a record in Canada. Really? Apparently, yeah. So oh. they can't like come after you in the States, but you're not coming back to the great white north. Oh, man. I do like Canada. Cameron. Cameron. Uh, thank you for your donation. It's good to see you. And I, yeah, I got your emails about joining that uh, Washington DC thing for, uh, journalists. So trying to get RCR a press car, something we can have for a week. Um, I would have to play nice and play ball, but I was telling Nick and Cameron that, um, I half the reason to get a car is I don't want to feel like a loser. Just to say that I got something that everybody else get, it's purely egotistical, but the review will be nice. Yeah. I'd love to get, and I, I sent out one email uh, to FCA, hopefully to get, it'd be, what, what I want is to get the Jeep pickup, have the Jeep pickup for a week, or even just a base model Ram. I don't want a Chrysler 200. No. But just like, or really any Jeep product I'll, I'll have. For a while um i didn't email any other manufacturer um so anyway cameron says i had a similar experience like y'all last year a guy saw the toyota badge on my rep on my replica uh louisville city fc jersey not sure what that meant they went on a rant about japanese cars and assumed i drove a toyota over a badge What's a Louisville City F? Oh, uh, Louisville City FC jersey. Oh, Toyota badge on a a uh, like a hockey jersey or something like that. Louisville City FC. Well, it's like like a like a sports jersey, and went on a rant about Japanese cars. Mm. Uh, crazy people. Murray, I feel for you. It's like you, you just get caught in somebody's. Oh, it's a soccer club. Oh, okay. Football club, as it is 
said. I've never been in a altercation or a verbal altercation where someone was just giving me the business and I've never had the opportunity to say, you done? Hmm. I always try to smooth it out by saying something to the effect of, well, you sound upset. Of course, even that's kind of dickish. Well, that escalated because my least favorite thing on the internet is when, and this is never even something that like I will say is that like, I'll see someone say, uh, I don't know, you're I don't know why you're so upset or you don't have to be so upset. And then the person underneath replies, LOL, I'm not upset. Or they try to deny that they're upset when they're very clearly angry about something yeah. that just drives me nuts. Cause it's a kind of weird gaslighting and where they're in which they're trying to make you seem like the crazy one or the, the hostile one when you're really just kind of there minding your own business. Ah. <laughs> uh, Murray, which, oh, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that name. Manchana Souk. Uh, thank you. For, thank you for your donation. I just moved to VA's uh, Virginia, right? Nova. Yeah. I just moved to Virginia from California from work. And I was and I was thinking Pennsylvania as a permanent spot to live after my first ship tour. Are Reading and Allentown good towns? <laughs> well, I mean, compared to what? Compton? <laughs> I mean... I mean, there are good parts. And there are sketchy parts. Uh, look, why is very nice. West Reading's nice. West Reading's nice. Yeah, you know, um, Sinking Springs good. Yeah, West Lawn all around. You don't there. have to live in. Re you can live in like uh, Myers Town, and it's still technically Reading. Yeah, it's, it's even like, though it's Myers Town. Yeah, it's it's the whole Los Angeles idea. Yeah, like the uh, wherever you are. Well, it's still LA. But, eh, yeah, or Chicago type yeah. thing. But um, I don't I know. Mean, what, what sort of work do you do? I mean. I mean, if it's like manufacturing, oh, I got some manufacturing. I mean, it, it, hey, it was interesting enough for Billy Joel to write a song about Allentown. Yeah. So, of course, Allentown get Allentown gets you Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton. There's there's more going on in the Allentown area, and then you have the sprawl, and you even get your own little airport right there. Whereas Reading doesn't do doesn't have any carriers flying in and out of that little airfield. So based on the idea of sheer people and logistics and also the, well, the turnpike's right near Reading as well. So, hmm. so I mean, just because Allentown has AVE airport, you can, you can see even then, if you had to fly out of Philly from Allentown, it's still easier just to drive to Philly from Allentown than it is to get on a freaking flight out of Allentown. And then the flight's 15 minutes. Just to end, just to wind up in Philly, have a plane, D plane, all yeah. that nonsense. So really, it's a toss up between Reading or Allentown. It just depends what kind of work you're doing. Killer Nay, Killer Nay. I'm pronouncing that wrong, but you did. A, but that's a generous donation. Thank you, sir. Um, 
Hey, is a Suzuki Alto part of your list of cars you guys are going to review at some time in the future? Yeah. I have a friend who has one. Does your friend like dick jokes? <laughs> Does your friend like having his dick made fun of? I don't care if it's a girl. And and has emailed you guys a while ago. Oh, they emailed you guys ago. Why? They live in Jersey because I know I think there's one out there. Just wanted to get it on your radar. Um, yeah, if it's if it's someone I talked to, I think it was a Suzuki Alto works lives in Reading or Reading, lives in Jersey, not too far from Tony Airlines. And I said I wanted to do it, but of course, logistics and everything. So yeah, if it's that person, the answer is yes. If it's not, it's as long as it was formatted correctly, your make model city state. Um, title of the email, it's it's in my email box somewhere. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank you for your donation. Ian's Variety Channel, a familiar face. Thank you, sir. Um, I wrote in the last pod, want to apologize if it seems I was fishing for compliments. I was wanting to know what you thought, and I got that. So thank you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't recall. I mean, that should sort of go to the thing of like whatever offense you think you've caused isn't as, you know, necessarily yeah. most people won't remember. It's the old high school thing of like, okay, you were briefly the guy who, I don't know, like farted in chemistry and everybody laughed and you think that's going to follow you around forever. And then yeah. if you go to the 15 year reunion and yeah. literally no one has any idea what you're talking about. The only way you're going to become the guy who did that thing is that if you leave school right after you do it, ah, like transfer. Yeah. It's like people remember the people will remember the last thing you did hmm. unless you, unless you stick it all out. Cause no one really remembers the last week of school yeah, before no. graduation. Cause you're all thinking about college or other stuff. Yeah. I remember this one poor kid who, who um, did I tell you this story? How he got caught jerking off at the urinal? Mm, I don't recall. Mm, got caught jerking off at the urinal. And then like a week or two later, switched schools. Me. He was so embarrassed. I guess he talked his parents in. Or maybe his parents were like really upset that he was doing that because they sent him to, because he ended up going to the Catholic school. Ah. So if I wonder if that was a thing. Of course, like back in the 90s, that was your choice. You either went to public school or you went to Catholic school. There were no charter schools. Yeah. I mean, there's Blue Mountain Academy over there, which is, I don't know what the nomination they are. Turns out they do have a flight program at that high, at that freaking high school. And that's no idea. So that airstrip does work out there. Huh. But it's a grass strip. It's not like we can film there. Aaron R. Abril, uh, thank you for your donation. Okay, dudes, commenting about the Tour X being good old American, and then I tell them how Opal... Oh, wait, old dudes commenting about the Tour... Oh, it's Aaron. Okay, from Phoenix. Old dudes were commenting about the Tour X being good old American, and then I tell them how Opal he is, and they get real pissy. Six out of ten. Six out of ten times. What is it them being so surprised that times have changed? I don't know, man. I, I guess... There are, there are going to be things that you and I are going to get upset about in 40 years if we're around that long. Well, that puts us around 80 years old. So let's say 30 years where the world is going to change in ways that we may not be able to adapt to. In the same way that I suppose I keep using Windows 7 
because I'm familiar with it and I don't want to upgrade to Windows 10 <laughs> or whatever version of Windows is coming out. So a version of that is going to happen to us and we don't know what it's going to be. And the change will be so alien, it'll cause us pain. Well, we don't know. It could be, it could be neural link. Um, it could be some governmental change. Um, uh, misgendering could become a crime. It could be anything. Um, and we won't be able to handle that, but we will be, be forced to. Um, and from our perspective, it will be so unjustified and pointless and also frustrating because there will be no one to complain to apart from older old men like ourselves. But trying to predict these things, we can't because whatever these strange things are is going to be alien. I mean, right now people are, you know, they complain about electric cars where to us, it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. They've been, they've been around on the periphery since, since I was in middle school. I remember the GM EV one when it came out, I was excited for that. But what sort of weird things I, I was thinking maybe about the whole idea of, of, uh, subscribing to a car. I forget which manufacturer was going for that, trying mm. to sell a car as a subscription which really boils down to you're renting it. Yeah. But maybe like they would, um, like maintenance would be part of the cost. Like oil changes would be quote unquote free or included, but you would only like rent the car for a month. Like, I guess in some way it like, it would be, it would be a slightly cheaper version of renting it. And you would sign up for the car for such and such amount of time on an agreed upon price. So that could be a strange thing. Could be. Uh, I of course, it's not all... to think of the future. <laughs> well, right now, it's just, it just doesn't exist. I'm happy I'm living here because this place gives me stuff to do during the day. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about the bowling balls I found? No. Now I found two bowling balls in a free pile the other day. One of them actually fits my fingers. The other one doesn't. It's too small. But it did come with a pair of shoes, but they're too small for me. Huh. Um, uh, the shoes are down in the basement. So the one bowling ball that doesn't fit me, since I didn't save it, I was chucking it around my yard the other day. And then there was that cement walk that goes down the center of the yard. Yeah. And I was bowling it up and down that. <laughs> I scratched the bowling ball up. And I'm like, I've never... What what'll happen if I throw this thing up in the air? Bowling balls don't bounce very well. No. So like one or two times you went bowling and you let it go too high and it went bam right down on the on, on the lanes. Yeah. But now it's kind of neat. Um, it makes a very loud sound when it falls in the concrete. Yeah. Like I just held the bowling ball above the concrete. And I'm like, I'm just gonna let this go. And I felt like I was doing a terrible thing. Like, wait, I got this bowling ball for free. Like nothing's gonna happen. And I dropped it and it went crack, but it did. It made a crack sound, but it didn't crack. Yeah. Yeah. Should have thrown on the GoPro and done like a saws thing. A like saws the, thing? the saws with all the different saws, oh. but with the bowling balls. It's like bowling balls. <laughs> all right. That's going to be the thing. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it in my yard because I don't want people to find out where I live, but yeah, just go, go, to, go to my parents' house. Yeah. Again. Just like my bowling, ball. bowling balls. <laughs> yeah. Why not? 
I'm not all the inclined. I'm a wind You dig a hole. What you put in with it? What do you do with it? I don't know. We're yeah. gone. Yeah, we don't ask no questions. Ronaldo inclined. What? <laughs> Ronaldo inclined. Oh, you're paying with a check. Make it out to my brother. Yeah. Um, Eli Birchall. Hello, Eli. I'm stuck moving out, so I can't watch. But I'm not driving my 6MT Accord. What is uh, what is my moving vehicle? A Y2K, meaning year 2000 Chevy Express van. The official wow. car of moving out. Y2K Chevy Express van. Well, you got money because you didn't have to buy the Ford. Y2K Chevy Express van. I think that's those things may still be running like throttle body Vortec engines, which is a, just a Chevy 350 in there. Y2K Chevy Express van. It's also like the other vehicle from Rinaldi and Klein. You gotta be discreet. You know, we know how it is. We got this van's got no windows. Rinaldi and Klein. We got this van. Rinaldi and Klein. We got this van. Don't ask no questions, eh? I think that was all the super chats, at least for now. Eli Virtual. I'm gonna have another beer. Uh Wait, did you get to the uh, oh, the one hundred? Whoa! Oh. oh, I forgot to refresh this page. Let's okay. See. Oh, oh, there's a bunch. So that Eli Birchall. What car does a typical? Uh, okay, Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell. I'm just gonna go get a drink quick, and then I'll be back. So this weekend, I'm going to do a, and it's going to be exclusive to the uh, podcast feed. It will not appear as a video on the channel. Uh, going to do a podcast with my mom, just talking about uh, sort of how the cars of my family sort of influenced our lives and sort of my family history, which is a fairly interesting story in its own right. And also because it's, you know, it's my mom. I, I, like hanging out with her. I like having her on the, on, well, I say I like having her on the podcast. Like I've ever had her on the podcast before. I, I like the idea of having her on the podcast. And so that'll just be a thing where it's just like she and I, uh, just the two of us, but won't be on the channel. It'll just be for like the iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you download this podcast from that isn't YouTube. So yeah, there, that's something to sort of look out for, but yeah, I, I, uh, it's just sort of something to do for the weekend, you know, because Lord knows there isn't really all that much else to do. I've been working on the RCR stories for the final part of the Mustang or not Mustang Corvette trilogy that are all history videos about the Corvette. And uh, this final one is about the March to mid engine. And so I figure, you know, if I had a Corvette video out in June, one in July and one in August, then it's essentially a Corvette summer, much like the film that was, post-Star Wars, but pre-Empire Strikes Back Mark Hamill and pre-Ghostbusters Annie Potts at the peak level of her manic pixie dream girl adorableness, which I hear is an objectively terrible movie, but I need to watch it just for completionist's sake because, you know, I don't know. I saw the whole thing, for or the, the little like preview for it, and it's Mark Hamill building a Corvette or tinkering with a Corvette and then... I don't know. The 
poster, it just makes it's it's funny because it's a very 70s poster of like it's going to be an illustration we're going to make the main hero look way buffer than he actually is the girl look more you know pinup model than she actually is and that's the whole idea of it so yeah i don't know what's this poster oh uh the for the movie uh corvette summer with mark Hamill. oh yeah bizarre i need to see that movie but the problem is is that like it's not streaming anywhere and i would have to pay for it i'm like do i really want to pay to see this movie yeah. it's like it would be three dollars on youtube probably but still still that's that's three dollars three dollars that's, that's a sheets burrito maybe yeah three dollars three dollars buys a lot of things it buys many peanuts <laughs> three dollars man talk about a time i was at the grocery store and i saw Ramen on sale, two for a dollar. I was like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> 50 cents for a pack. I remember when that, Weiss, when I was in college, in the early 2000s. This is going to be an old man moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Top ramen sold for seven for a dollar. Mm. Seven for a dollar. Man, that's like price to move. I know. Just man. bury me in ramen. Uh, I can't eat that stuff anymore. Uh, I, I feel amazing while I'm eating it. And and the second it's done, I feel like trash. Yeah, that's it's pretty just, much it's how just it a carb, carbon salt, carbon salt dump for a minute, for a hot minute. Very little nutrients. Maybe I should take a multivitamin and wake me up. Well, I was eating cookies earlier. My cookies, I mean, three of them. I had that mm. post earlier yeah. about how since I don't drink sugar or anything, although I drink beer a lot, um, like eating sweets and candy, I just don't do. I allow myself a snack, which is usually a muffin. Man. That I'll have a muffin and coffee and oatmeal and I'll edit in the morning. I'll be fine. But this time I went to, when I went to the uh, supermarket, I saw, and I'm always, cause I'm still a cheap bastard. I'm always going to that, oops, we overbaked. Like, hey, this is like a whole bunch of day old stuff. Can't sell. We mark it down. Yeah. We we keep it by the, we keep it in its own little standalone rack over there by the eggs. <laughs> so you'll see them. Got to get rid of this. So it was a whole sleeve of cookies for like a dollar off. And it was $3.97 to start with. So I got all these cookies for like $2.97. And they're the, uh, you know, the, the cookies that the place that the grocery store bakes themselves, but they put M&Ms in them. So I mean, these M&M chocolate M&M mm. cookies and like, oh, I forgot how good these are. They're the thin cookies too. Yeah. They're all high crispy and stuff. And you're eating M&Ms along with it. So I'm eating that. I'm drinking my espresso and I'm just vibrating in my chair over there. I was like, <laughs> this, I forgot how much sugar you used to be able to eat when you were young. And then it started making me thinking about people who are really unhealthy who just eat sugar all the time. And I'm like, their bodies are probably like made to run on this stuff now. They've conditioned themselves how they kind of like physically need this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel good at all. I mean, I feel amazing and also shitty at the same time. Yeah. But I guess the initial taste or as Joe Rogan calls the mouth pleasure is amazing off of those type of cookies. Oh, absolutely. My sister never gives uh, my niece and nephew sugar. So when they do have it, when they visit, yeah. they're like all over creation. They're, they're <laughs> like bouncing off the walls. And so I'm like, well, to the park. And and do they do the little kid thing where they just like, ah, 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 they just yell? 
Um, no, but oh, I used to do that. I kind of it's they do a variation of that where they're just like saying things that I don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> but like more so than usual because yeah. children. Yeah. And I it's just one of those things where okay, well, they're also everything is at eleven. Like every emotion, yeah. every desire, you know, I want to do this. I, I feel this, you know, mm -hmm. it's almost, you know, it's me as a teenager when I wouldn't take my meds. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's just mm -hmm. me like I'm angry and I'm moody and mm -hmm. I was very surly. I was like an old man as a teenager. Oh, my senior year. I was such a dick. Yeah. I, I was the king of the snide comment as you, as, as I'm walking away, which is a total coward move, mm. but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Tom Mitchell, motorcycle question. What car does a typical 700cc cruiser-style motorcycle most closely resemble in terms of driving dynamics? Hmm. Flat Midwest roads that don't require sharp handling. Okay, you're talking about like a 700cc Honda Shadow or maybe a Virago. Oh, bikes to cars, bikes to cars. So this is not a Harley. Because Harley doesn't make a 700. They make an 883. Um, when you say cruiser style, you didn't specifically say V-twin. So there were also inline fours or inline threes. Uh, you're looking at like a Toyota Solara. Uh, Solara? Solara. Oh, wait, no. You. that's I don't, I don't no, think you're right. Solara. Yeah. Toyota Solara convertible LeBaron. We didn't do a LeBaron ever, did we? I want to say we did, but we did no. a Shadow. We did a New Yorker. I don't think we did a LeBaron ever. No, we have not. There was a guy who sent me a, uh, a Craigslist post uh, in Asheville, North Carolina of a Dodge Neon ACR for sale for like $3,000. And I was like, what is wrong with this? Why is it being sold for only three grand? Because I was thinking about buying them. Like, this is an instant flip. And then I saw it had an R title. And I'm like, ah, not buying it. Yeah. Can't flip mm -hmm. anything with an R title. No. Unless you're talking about like like a freaking scuderia or something like that <laughs> with an R title. Someone's still gonna buy that. Yeah. But you know, not a Dodge Neon ACR. And it wasn't a correct one. It wasn't, it, it was a four-door, not a coupe. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking Toyota Solara. Good question, Tom. Thank you. Sith Lord Soup. That was a familiar name. Thank you for your donation. Do you think the channel would benefit? It's a word salad. Okay. Um, I can't tell if it's like on purpose, um, I'm assuming. I'll read it like Bill Burr when he gets one of these. Yeah. Do you think the channel would benefit the bin so far as decided to use wanting to do more good or look like? That's brilliant. Yes. The answer is yes. I wonder if this got put through a, a translator. Either way, it's genius. Do you think the channel would benefit the bin so far as decided to use wanting to do more good or look like? Like, I still want to decipher this. Do you think the channel would benefit from looking better, like better video? And the question is, resounding maybe <laughs> like i don't see a reason to buy a better camera i don't see a reason to go to 4k we're still trying to 
figure out this whole focusing thing. Oh, apparently it's an old school 4chan meme. Oh. Mm. Internet. Sean Brewer. Thank you for your generous donation. Have you thought about working with a charity? Yes, I have. But see, I'm a journalist, so I investigate the charity and see how much money is actually going toward the thing and not into the pockets or getting absorbed into logistics or or some of these charities exist so someone can have a desk and have a job. Yeah. I uh something like an LGBTQ rights or a music program for kids. Now, music program for kids. Yes, because that was my life and I wholly believe in the music program. What I want to do would be to have a car show and it would benefit blank, but it would be like benefit Blue Mountain High School marching band because it's right there and I know where the money goes. Yeah. Like here's the money, the cash ash that came in, in the bucket or the fireman's boot and I hand it to the treasurer of the band boosters. There's no problem. I yeah. saw where my money goes. I'm very, very hesitant on cutting a check to someone I don't know. Oh, they're a worthy. Are they though? Like, because I worked in education and I saw how a lot of money was wasted, including on me when I was a speechwriter and I had a summer, I, I did nothing all summer and I was getting paid like, I don't know, what, eight bucks an hour to have to sit at a desk. So, I mean, you got to spend the money. It's the whole like spending money or we don't get it next year. So yeah. I had a job. Great. But it's a freaking waste. So, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, music programs and LGBTQ thing. If I can see where the money goes and I have zero questions or zero doubts, then yeah, I'm all about doing another car show as a, as a benefit to something. Um, but again, you know, we're talking about gatherings and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of my charity stuff, which I mean, I don't, it's going to sound really pretentious, but I don't broadcast it mostly because I don't, I do my own thing in my own way, mm -hmm. uh, to the charities that I want to donate to and, uh, and the amounts that I want to donate to in whatever percentage of my income, but it's usually spread out in the way that people spread it out on the stock market. But the whole point is that it's representative of different things that I believe in. And so I would want right. to support the things that I believe in and try to make some, because these are things that I can't do physically, like right. in person of, you know, like maybe I'm not going on protest because that's not like a great idea in a pandemic. Right. Um, but also it doesn't mean like, I don't care about certain things. Right. Uh, and half the things aren't even related to protests. For instance, like the one time that I did promote it was when I was giving the, uh, pro proceeds of my one album to, uh, uh, the healthy harvest in my, or I think it's called healthy harvest. I don't know. I just like donated and it was, uh, in my area, it's a local food bank. Right. And then another one for the school lunch ferry. This is before uh, school stopped happening yeah. um, where, you know, you, you donate and it helps them pay off outstanding lunch debt yeah. in um, whatever district that you specify. And it's just so strange to me that lunch debt is a thing. You know, it's a child shouldn't even really know what debt is yet. 
You know, it's so weird to me, but I don't know. It's most. Huh? Can I ask, uh, like, do you feel like disclosing the amount that some of these kids have? Oh, they don't tell you. Oh, they don't? No. Oh, it just goes into, like, it, it, Yeah, and if they don't, if your school district is not one of the ones that's participating, they donated to the nearest one. So, again, like, I look into these charities, but maybe I'm not doing the same amount of scrutiny that you are, but I'm pretty sure I'm not getting rooked and that they're not getting rooked. So I feel decent about it, but I do understand where you're coming from the sense that you're wanting it to um, go from a one-to-one thing. There is no middleman. Like I know where it is. And if I want to, I could go to a game. Well, uh, presuming let's just pretend that there would be school this year like i could go to an event and i can see the fruits of my donation yeah in action you know that type of thing whether it's like new uniforms or nicer instruments or whatever yeah so that makes more sense to me Mm -hmm. mary elizabeth bauer doesn't have a question just says love the show thank you for making me laugh thank you for watching and thank you for your generous donation daniel only says, do you have a, this is probably a Nick question because I never watched this show. Do you have a favorite season of Scrubs? I never watched it either. Okay. It's strange. I It's the show that before The Office, everyone was like, you got to watch this. And yeah. it was one of those shows that just had this following and I just never really started watching it. Now, part of it is like checking my mic. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. It is, is silly in the sense that it's my hypochondria acting up so i don't watch medical shows because then all of a sudden I, even if they're comedies because then i start thinking you know and that's the last thing i need to be doing right now um but also uh i don't know i say that in one of my favorite shows is called the midwife so mm. I, I don't know it's you know things mm. i'm sure it's a fine show so yeah just looking at the video feed uh, light coming through it looks like i'm wearing a striped shirt uh <laughs> it does <sighs> what color is the dress mm. is it yellow and or is it gold and i don't even remember. oh simpler times simpler times last year <laughs> remember when i wanted to make a joke or well there was one time i wanted to make a joke about that in the video because that was when the dress was happening yeah they're like dude no one's gonna remember this in a month and yeah. or having any idea what we're talking about mm-hmm. and then it wasn't even a month when everyone had no idea like yeah. everyone forgot about the dress Andrew Palmer said, I wish I had Kodak stock now, LOL. Why, what's Kodak doing? I think they switched. I think they have something to do with the pandemic and they're doing something with their vats of chemicals. Um, Yes. So cheers, guys. Cheers, Andrew. Okay. Big money. Uh, AUD. Which country is that? I don't know. It's not Uh, Australia. I think that's just A. Uh, it is Australian dollar. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Nathaniel Arnold, for your baller donation. Thank you, sir. I get bored listening to people trash BRZs, etc., for being slow or Hondas for being cheap inside. These cars need to compromise to deliver a car at such a price point. I agree. Does it bug you that people want everything for nothing? Yeah. I think the reason that people trash them is because for a while within the context, we were getting everything for nothing. And that's really the Honda B series engine. 
and also the for its time the Toyota the Toyota 3S GTE turbo engine. Mm -hmm. uh, those were cheap engines that really did everything. They did fuel economy, they did power, again, within the context of their time. Um, but the trick is that was done during the during the roaring 90s. <laughs> every country was every country. Oh, yeah, sure. Every country and company was flush with cash. Yeah. So the idea of inexpensive turbocharged engines that made power uh, hung around like, hey, it's just normal. And then when we got into the 2000s or even the late 90s, the turbocharging went away. And then when the recession hit, engines got very underpowered and the economy went down and then fuel became expensive and it just kind of disappeared. And now it's back as people kind of crack the code of the LS. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, I think people who trash the BRZ and specifically the Hyundai Veloster, even though I did that as well, are, are people for are people that are upset that they can't afford them. Mm. Because BRZs will always have good resale value because it's a well-balanced and fun car, albeit it's not very quick. Uh, I think half the BRZ's problem is that it looks fast. It looks like it should have like 300 horsepower when it really doesn't. Writes a check that the performance can't cash. Mm -hmm. Which whereas the that one Genesis we drove, like that was fast, fast. That was just plain old fast and cheap, um, and rear wheel drive. It was great, but it was cheap on the inside. It wasn't as good as a BRZ. But BRZ had like, if our powers combined, combined, it would be a freaking amazing engine. I yeah. think the only kind of car that hits all the boxes in the used market is like a 350Z or 370Z. Yeah. And that's kind of it. But yeah, it does. It does bug me a bunch that people uh, kind of say they want everything. But a lot of it is uh, appropriately enough. We're eating sour grapes. <laughs> I can't have this thing. So, oh, uh, delightful. Good yeah. question, uh, Nathaniel. And thank you so much for your generous donation. I appreciate it. We'll be put to good use. Very much so. Very legal and very cool. That's a familiar face. Thank you so much. What is the official car of someone whose favorite band of all time is Seals and Croft? Well, hey, um, okay, that's definitely going to be like a Lincoln Mark V or or um, like the GM equivalent of whatever Monte Carlo was uh, back in the 70s. It's going to be a personal luxury car. It's going to have an oval porthole window in the back. Oh, like there are guys floating around who revert back to their 70s style when it's time to go out to a bar or a club. I remember one time I was at Shorty's ah, like as Shorties. I was, as I was graduating, like this was at grad school or something. And I was there with my friend Jay and there was some guy who was stuck in like 81 or something like that bar <laughs> blitzed Krieg at like 5 PM mm. down at Shorty's. It was unfunny. <sighs> but Yeah, that's someone. <coughs> it's definitely one of those personal luxury cars, like the Mark Cross crap, which we still haven't seen a lot of. Gigantic choked engine. Uh, I, I like the idea of those cars. I would never want to own one unless I had like any, unless I had the type of property where I could park cars on it, um, just like Justin Kramer. 
that's something maybe I could do tomorrow or something like that. And he bought that uh, Ford Festiva and I wanted to see if I could do anything about the interior in it with a uh, little magic or a little uh, Bissell uh, web drive back ah. and like sh shooting some, uh, like there's like soap and water on the seat, scrubbing them and then sucking it back out with this like little mini wet vacuum. Hmm. And, uh, Oh, it's great. Like all the Brown human slime that's in there, but yeah. Oh, and his uh, other part of his question is also what are 10 of your, what are, Oh, it's a list. I don't know if I can name 10 of my favorite Yacht Rock tunes. Okay. Uh, text here. Someone wishing me happy birthday. It is my birthday today. They're saying mm. I'm 38. In fact, I'm 39. Who is this? It's the, the number, the, the name didn't come up. <laughs> Oh, it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> the wife. Happy birthday, okay, mom. Also, I'm, I'm, also, I'm 39. <laughs> it's like, you're not 38. Yeah, I'm 39. Sailing, take me, me away. away. Oh, wait. Yeah, anything about sailing, like Hey 19 by uh, Steely Dan. Uh, I have like a yacht rock mix that I sometimes listen to when I'm high. Oh, it's great. But I can't remember really any of the songs. Uh, Was so my mom watching this? Oh, wait. She says, wait a minute. You are 39. Ah, <laughs> nice. Save. So either mom's watching this or she's not. Um, um, I like Sentimental Woman by Bob Welch. Oh, it's a good song. Uh, let me see. Um, there are other songs that I don't know if they classify as yacht rock because like Still Crazy After All These Years by Paul Simon is one of my favorite songs ever, but is it really yacht rock at all? Like, I don't Maybe. think it is. Paul Simon is a bit too cute for yacht rock. Let me see. Yacht okay. rock um, One guy is about to ask a car question, and I'm not going to read it to you. Tell me the car I'm going to suggest. Uh, Toyota Corolla? Yep. There you go. <laughs> Trey Demby, I'm trying to buy a car for $1,000. What do you suggest? I wish I had a reverb, like little thing right here, so I could just click and go Toyota Corolla. <laughs> it will always be Toyota Corolla. Boris T.S. Karloff, again, thank you. Here's a fiver to read the local weather. That I will gladly do. And in order to do that, I need to hop over here on the board and... Uh, Ooh, I can't tell you why by Eagles counts as yacht oh. rock, apparently. All right, I gotta adjust my sound. Boys of summer, hard to say I'm sorry. We're gonna pull out mid and we're gonna pull out high. Mid and high are completely out, face is up. I bet it's gonna sound amazing. And now the local weather for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Currently, it is 90 degrees under fair skies. Sunrise was at 6.15 a.m. Sunset will be at 8.37 p.m. Chance of rain, 10%. Humidity, 36%. Wind southwest at 10 miles an hour. Precipitation, zero inches. Visibility, 10 miles. Air quality index, 58. Air quality, moderate. Tomorrow, sunrise will be at 
6.50 a.m. Sunrise will be at 6.15 a.m. Tomorrow's weather will be cloudy with a high of 86. You are listening to National Public Radio Weather Channel. Weather Radio. NOAA All Hazards. Broadcasting at a frequency of 33 and a third. Starring Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> My level's back. There they are. I have no idea what that sounded like with the mid and high, up or down. Or we were going to get the Garmin or a GRO about guys in the chat who are talking about something else. Oh. So. Phil McWonder, hello. Hey, what's up, guys? I was inspired by the Million Mile Lexus. I think I'm going to see how far I can take the RX-8. Hey, great. Uh, the great thing about that is that it's never really going to blow. It's just going to burn more and more oil. Uh, With enough parts, care, and enthusiast rotary mechanic friend might be able to get 200,000 miles. Yeah, sure. You're just going to be dumping oil into it all the time. And that's just how it is. It's going to be like an old dirt bike. Good question. Thank you. And thank you for your donation. Judd Kramer, thank you for your donation. Glad you guys are doing podcasts more frequently now. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. We can do this. Uh, we need more guests. Hope <laughs> to see your film at Hudson Valley Film Fest next month. Yes, um, we'll, we're in the Hudson Valley Film Fest. That's in late August. Thursday, August twentieth. Uh, Thursday. Thank you. August 20th. Thursday, August twentieth. I don't know what our sleeping arrangements are going to be. That's a hell of a drive to go all the way up there and all the way back in one night. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No. Because I don't know how long this film festival is going to be. Oh, we're going to have to watch everybody else's film. Yeah, just like that one oh, at the Jalopnik that, Film Festival, oh, the that one video one that never ended. ended. And then there was like another chapter. And I'm like, oh. Um, so I, I want to take the Falcon all the way up there. And also, the Falcon is great if, like, we're stuck in the car. Yeah. And since it's bent seats front and rear, if we're watching some dumb film we want to own or watch, we can literally just go to sleep in that car. Yeah. Each of us gets our own bed, stick the feet out the window. It's, it's like we, we win the jury prize, but we're too fast asleep to accept it, so we just give it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it would be our own brand for us. Phil McWonder again. Thank you, sir. I'm going to try 2,000 or more. That's the mission. Hey, that's a good mission to have. Document it. Write about Take some pictures, man. That'll be fun. The guy with the plaid saying, here's some beer money. Thank you, sir. Gladly accept it. When are you coming back to New Jersey? I got a 2014 Charger all-wheel drive. I don't know. I'm always ended up in uh, New Jersey and kind of like the, like the communities north of Trenton, which is a lot of New Jersey. But you know what I'm talking about, because um, uh, that's where uh, uh, Tony lives. So, but I, I, when I go out there, I'm just hanging out with him. I'm not really filming cars, although I do. There is a nice park where he lives where I was. I didn't scope it out yet, but I want to. It's just every time I've gone to visit him, it's been it's like it's like ten degrees hotter there than it is here. It's crazy. So I just go inside his house all the time. So. But yeah, I do want to have a time where I just go out there and film. Yeah. Um, thank you. But you know the deal. Uh, year make model city state in the title of the email. Be sure to write out. Don't write NJ. Write New Jersey. 
Um, and in the body of the email, you uh, put your name, a phone number, and a picture of the car if you want. Thank you. And thank you for your donation. Thank you. Cameron Mayen says, and I don't know what this means. Asuka, Ray, or Mitseo? Oh, uh, Oscar Ray or... Oh, I forget the third person. Um, but it, it's an Evangelion uh, thing. The anime? Um, no. The uh, I am going to go with the one who is an adult. So the... Uh, um, oh, oh, what's her Someone name? Someone says we missed their the super chat. Evangelion. Sayed737. So I'm going to scroll down here. Misato Katsuragi. Yeah, her. She's great. Yeah, I remember watching. Actually, I watched that whole show through twice. Um, actually, better this. Well, actually, no, the first time was better. Okay. It turns out I did miss a super chat. Sayed737. Sorry for missing your super chat. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for donating just to get me to read that. Big fan since 2014. Any thoughts about the Renault Clio 182? We never got those Renaults in the US. I drove some sort of Clio briefly over there in the UK. Um, greetings from the Netherlands. Um, I'll bet th I they seem like they're like hot Hondas to me, like the one Renault Clio I drove over there in the UK. They seem like hot Hondas. I'm going to pee. But different in that they're a little bit more janky and the in, their interiors kind of move around more. Um, oh, and that one Renault. No, wait, I drove a Peugeot. That was down at the um, Lane Motor Museum. Yeah, the, the, they're, they're, they're very, very good. They have Honda power, but without the Honda feel. They feel a little bit worse than a Honda. So that's kind of what I think of them. But again, because they don't exist here for people to just dick around in, people really don't know what to think about them. Excellent question. Sorry for missing your super chat earlier. And thank you so much for donating to RCR. Let me find out where I was here. I just have to find you again. That's where I was. There you are. Um, Phil McWonder says, Phil McWonder, bunch of questions. Um, if the Pontiac Fiero were to make a comeback in this day and age, okay. As I pick my freaking boogers. Ah, oh, disgusting. Oh. If the Pontiac Fiero were to make a comeback in this day and age, how do you think it would turn out? Uh, it'd be a loss because... We're not right now in an economy where people can afford a little two-seat roadster. Um, the only one out there who's killing, who can who can do it is the is Mazda with the Miata because just you know they've been around forever. That's it. So um, they'd have to find a way to do it differently than the uh, than a ZZW30, you know, the third gen MR2. I was thinking about buying one uh, just to uh, just to have like I missed the idea of an MR2, but I realized that if I bought a third gen MR2, I'd just really be buying a motorcycle uh, just that took up more space. 
And that's kind of where I think a Pontiac Fiero would be. But again, a Pontiac Fiero would be pointless now because we have the Corvette C8. So there's no real place for it. I think it would be a sales flop just like before. People would laugh at it because people kind of laughed at it when it was in the 80s. Cameron again. Hello, Cameron. Happy birthday. Here's another fiver for a beer. Thank you so much. I'm limiting myself to two. Uh, I will only have two on a podcast unless we have three people. That means there's a third person to talk. So, and, and then I know the podcast is going to go on longer and I can uh, have a third beer. I can't do four beers in a day anymore. I just feel sick. Speaking of which, Tristan Green says beer money. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. Thank you. <laughs> Ever thought about doing a regular brewery reviews? No, because you see one brewery, you kind of see them all, Tristan. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is my buddy Tom's line. But you go to a brewery, here's a big tank, here's a bottling line, here's a bunch of hops, here's a bunch of things, here's how you make beer, here's where they put the caps on the bottles, sometimes it breaks and Mike gets mad. That's it. Um, do we have a super chat from Hourly B? Command F. H-O-U-R-L-E. No, just L-Y. H-O-U-R-L-Y. B. Hourly B. Is that someone who said they missed? Yeah. Any suggestions? I found them. Nice. Sorry about that. Any suggestions for a 2016 Mustang GT name? I want to call it Winter Wolf. Okay. Mm. But the Dungeon and Dragon reference might go over Boomer's head. Winter Wolf. See, that's a majestic name. And if you, you can't give a car a majestic name, because well, it's already a Mustang. Why is it? It's all the car's already a horse. Why is it also a wolf? I mean, I think part of the issue with naming cars is that unless you're going to emblazon it with livery to the effect that tells you what its name is, then you're relying on people asking you if you've named your car or you're volunteering the information. And yeah. I don't know which one's better, but I mean, yeah, sure. My car's red Betty, but no one ever asks me. But what your I name call makes it. sense because it's a red car. So red, red Betty. Okay. Yeah. It's common that it doesn't require a whole lot of thought. You know, my Subaru's name is Goldie. It's technically it's a gold color. Subaru, a Subaru Sierra gold. Okay. It, no longer confused. So yeah, I think my, my aunt named one of her cars snow bear, but it kind of made sense because the car was white. It was a Toyota Celica. Ah. Snow Bear. Okay. And then I think she got like a Mazda 6 after that. And she called that one Silver Bear. I think they're all named Bear names. <laughs> but at least there's some there's some context there. Winter Bear or Winter Wolf. I guess if you if your Mustang GT is white, then okay, like Timber Wolf or something. So no, I don't think that's a good name, hourly. Be I don't. It, 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 if, if you can't infer, if you if the name doesn't make, if you have to explain that, it's like a joke. If you have to explain it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Although that the name can stand perfectly fine on its own. Just don't expect anyone to get the reference. Okay. It's like anytime. Yeah, and if you're going to be the guy who's like, "This is my car. Its name is Winter Wolf," and then you have to explain it, you're going to be doing that a lot. And it's going to become annoying. Yeah. 
Winter Soldier. Yeah. Not one of the best Marvel movies. Winter of my discontent. Discontented winter. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think my favorite MCU movie is Ragnarok. Oh, that's good. It'll be a hard think for me because uh, I'm into Ragnarok the MCU. Is fun. It is fun. You know, it's probably up there, like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Endgame. That was great. Yeah. Um, but mostly because it was freaking impossible. Like, there's no way they should have been able to pull that off. <laughs> and somehow yeah, yeah. they do. And it was wonderful. And yeah. so, yeah. I, How are these Duke boys going to get out of this one? <laughs> uh, got the Pontiac Fiero. Um, oh. Did I miss more? Oh, there I was, Winter Wolf. Uh, the Ruggles. How long have we been going? Um, coming up on two hours. May have to get the sign soon. Um, Mr. Regular, I was given a Suzuki one uh, fifteen hundred as my first bike. That's a that's about that's a, that's a bike, man. But telling my estranged dad I would like to buy something silver is kind of awkward. Any ideas? Mm. Uh, do you do you have a motorcycle? Let's assume they just gave you a bike. And you don't have a motorcycle license. Um, okay, someone's about to give you a gift, and you're taking that gift and you're throwing it in the trash. Now, despite what relationship you have with your estranged dad, that's going to be kind of an insult. <laughs> to like mm. have a bike and then immediately get rid of it. That's like I don't need your love. You're throwing it away. Like I, I guess your estranged dad is trying to be nice, and then like a one thousand five hundred. Suzuki 1500. I'm guessing this is like an old UJM bike from the 80s, which means it's not going to be a handful. It's probably just going to be a big pig of a bike and just sort of rumbles around. Um, you may be in a position like if you have a house and some place to put it. Oh, wait, you say you, you, you want to buy something smaller, like you want to get something different. Um, like I, I can see, I can already see what he's saying. He's like, well, just give it a try. You may like it. You probably can handle it. Try riding it. Um, have it for a year. Don't intentionally drop it or anything like that. It sounds like there's more stuff going on here than just an old motorcycle from the eighties. Uh, any ideas? Hold on to it for a season. Hold on to it till now, next year. Um, like, oh boy. Like once it's in your name, legally you can do anything with you want, anything you want with it. Ride it around for a while to make them happy and then just sort of feel it out. Um, it's probably worth maybe $1,500. That doesn't really get you a whole lot apart from like a Ninja 250. I think if this was like a sport cruiser, um, you, you can make the option of a sport bike moving on to that or a dirt bike or something like that. 
that's a tough question, man. Mm. Uh, my answer is ride it for a year and then see how he feels. He, uh, it sounds like he wants you to, he wants you to think of him in a positive light. So allow him that opportunity to do so for at least a year. Good question. Dan, Ed, Dan Evans, any advice and any advice for getting into flipping cars and bikes? I can answer the bike question. I've never tried to flip a car. It's something I've been thinking of during the pandemic, but again, this is when no one has money. So now maybe not the time to do it. There is that, there is the manual camera is the only thing I kind of have my eye on, but then I'd have to park it on the street. I don't have room for it. Um, uh, Uh, flipping a bike, you're going to have to get a bike that everybody wants. The easiest bikes to flip are dual sports. Everybody wants them. I mean, I think I sold mine like a day after I listed it. Um, the easiest bikes to flip are beginner bikes and dual sports, like 250s. Your margins are going to be very, very small on motorcycles. Um I don't know too much about higher end cars because I don't like having like that much money tied up in a maybe because I've lost money on bikes as well. Yeah. So I'll have a better answer for you if we ever try to do this like Toyota Camry thing. Uh, David, David, Sa David Sackley, Sad Sladke. I'm mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you to review my 2007 Honda Civic LX manual, but I hit a turkey. We'll submit it after repairs. Must be a big turkey. Must have been a big turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. Uh, uh, Sadded737 says you missed my super chat. We got it. Maniac um, Fiera came back, got that one. Another five for beer money, got that. Beer reviews, got that. Uh, Robert S. Robert S. says, I've had a random cylinder misfire, PO300, on my 2014 Impreza. It stutters only when warming up in the morning. Any thoughts? Yeah, my first thought would be dirty throttle body. Um, they make cleaner just for that. That's my first thought is to clean that. Second, oh, it's a Subaru, so you'd have to go out and check that spark plug. Yeah. Sometimes a spark plug wire legitimately is loose or it rattles because Subaru engines tend to run rough when they, when, when they're cold and it may be, it's maybe just, it's maybe just pulled off a little bit and you shove it back on and checking the sparkle is a pain in the dick. I've already spent about $2,000 nine months ago on this, on the, on the, on this gremlin. I don't know if they, if he has an AMC gremlin or if he's referring to the Impreza as a gremlin. Also happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you for your generous donation. Um, uh, yeah, um, easiest, easiest thing to get to is a throttle body on those, on, on an engine like that. Uh, they make a spray throttle body cleaner. It's specific. You can't spray like carb cleaner in there or anything. They're making a, they make something for that. You may have to take the throttle body off and spray it, hit up the forums, tell them about that. I'm guessing they're going to say throttle body as well, unless yeah. there's something I'm missing. It's almost kind of like the standard go-to of you know, just find somebody on the forums who had the same problem because yeah. there is no problem with a car that you can have that someone else has never had before. Exactly. Especially with the Subaru. Yeah. And especially with the internet. 
Kenny Fisher. What is your opinion on Volkswagen's VR6 engine? I love it. I would never want to work on it. Do you believe it would have taken off? No. Or it'd still be around if it was more reliable? Maybe. The VR6 is this very compact V6, revs like crazy. It's super tiny. It's a pain in the dick to work on. Um, no, I don't think it would be more reliable. It's not going to be your bread and butter hamburger engine. Uh, It's kind of like uh, Toyota's 2ZZ engine, this high compression, non-turbo, 93 octane, expensive thing that gets you a little bit more power, but not that much. Oh, but you can get tons of power out of the VR6. There, there's limitations to this buzzy Honda-esque V6 thing. But since they didn't make a whole bunch of them, the parts are a little bit more expensive. And it's also that engine is just crammed into them. I think they had a, yeah, they had a version of that in, in the, oh, the nice DeLorean one we did down at Long's Park. Uh, oh. Volkswagen Corrado, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's or, that engine. Um, and it's something where, I mean, people want the type of engine that they could beat up like the, printer from office space yeah they and, want they want the honda d series yeah and then it wasn't going to be that no it, it looks cool sitting there that's about it <laughs> it's it's fun i wouldn't want one though you'd have to you'd have to be a volkswagen nerd to have that thing and no it, it wouldn't take off it was just this odd design winged horse garage uh doesn't have a question just says fiero and yes they exist yes a casual businessman with a generous donation. Greetings from Princeton. I'm guessing Princeton, New Jersey. The lease is up soon and hundreds of Scotty Kilmer videos have me terrified to buy anything with a turbo. Nah, I don't, yeah, turbos are fine. Volkswagen's use them all the time. My question is, how do you feel about Vonnegut now as a 39 year old? Still good. Yeah. 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 It's thing is he's funny and it's like, eh, things are kind of fucked. Oh, what was his line? I, I think it was Vonnegut's line. True terror is waking up and knowing that your graduating class is running the country. I don't know if that's a Vonnegut line. No, neither do I. I mean, I think, I mean, it's been a very long time for me, uh, but I don't think that his work would necessarily age out of the time period. You know, the way that some works are very contemporaneous to whatever era in which they're written. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I would have to revisit to really give any sort of informed opinion, but yeah. I can't imagine that his work wouldn't still hold up. You know, it's, it's like that speech he had on, on the form of stories. Like we like this story. It goes, some guy's going for a while. He's going good. Ah, shit. And then he gets it back again. Yeah. Hey, hey, you hey. can make a living telling stories like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. 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 That was great. A.H. Vlogs. Uh, uh, will there ever be more plane reviews? Yeah. I'm, the nearest one is, uh, to, um, not Tony, Greg International's Fisher Dakota Hawk. We could do that one again. I can throw up in it uh, if we do it like, you know, probably not if we do it like later in the evening on like in like early November, or late October when we have like calm air days hmm. refresh this here. I think we're caught up here. Uh, there's more. 
Oh, there's more. Yeah, I think you got to refresh. Oh, there's only like a few more. Okay. I think like four or five. He says uh, before like an incoming tide possibly. Yeah. I know. It's a very low energy podcast today. I don't know why I'm so out of it. I know. Like I know I, why you're yeah. out of it, but like I don't know why I'm out of it. Yeah, it's low humidity. Like I like I'm like – really low key this evening and i know i'm probably just going to get on my motorcycle and drive to great uh, a, like a great american nowhere tonight because mm. that'll be a thing this is like oh shit there's nothing to edit oh shit i don't have a purpose but yeah. it's take take the bike for a walk and be good yeah will downs doesn't have a question oh wait excuse me i missed universal cereal bus cereal is in breakfast cereal that's another thing i miss about eating healthy is freaking breakfast cereal mm. i miss Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Don't we all, though? Oh, man. I don't even care if it gets soggy. It's still freaking good. Oh, I can't do soggy. No. When I was at Penn State, they had this cereal bar called Cereality. It was ridiculous. It was kind of like a cold stone for cereal. They had all these, like, cereal creations. They would yeah. take Cinnamon Toast Crunch, add all sorts of crazy toppings. And I keep thinking, like, for what I'm paying for this, or for what y'all are paying for this, because I only ever went there once, yeah. you know, and they had a milk bar. You can get your different type of milk and whatever. But... Like I could just buy a box of cinnamon toast crunch and like all the toppings that you're gonna yeah. put on this anyway, and just make it myself. And the place was like out of business before I left, uh, before I graduated. It was very strange, but it was right near the state theater and uh, the old the uh, the state diner, where they sold their famous uh, grilled sticky, which was just congealed sugar. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a sticky bun, basically, that okay. they would serve warm. But, yeah. but, like, it's the perfect, like, coming home drunk food. Yeah. And it, it's just that and, like, college pizza. Well, where you could get, like, slices for a dollar. Oh, oh, so good. Man. Like, I think a cereal place like that would work if it was right next to a weed, weed store. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, attached to it. And it was, like, a yeah. door. It was, like, cereal and milk. I'd be like... Fuck yeah. And weed. Yeah. Edibles and cereal. Because like cold cereal, like the cold milk, if you would take care of like cotton mouth and all that stuff. Yep. Do you remember Cottonmouth Kings? I do not. Oh, okay. I, I can't remember if they were a band or a rap group. And is there a difference? Mm. People in the chat will know. Um, Universal Cereal Bus. I want a to Toyota Solora Coupe. Uh, you should get a Toyota Corolla XRS. It'd be more fun. But the 300 horsepower V6 and the 8-speed in there on the, on the Camry platform make the body nice and they will come. I didn't know I had the 300 horsepower V6. I'm guessing it's an 8-speed auto. Yeah, but it, it's kind of like uh, Florida. It's a Florida retirement home car. I just I don't know if I want to be seen in a Solora. I think I used to work with someone at a test prep place and she had a manual version of it. And it was kind of cool. I wonder what happened to that person. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. And thank you for your donation. Will Downs doesn't have a question, but happy birthday. Thank you. The Ruggles with a generous donation, 999. Mr. R, thanks for clearing up my motorcycle question. I was worried about the size since I'm new. I think I'll keep it and go ride with him some. That's probably what he wants. Yeah. That makes sense. He wants you to ride. If he has a motorcycle, they want you to bond. Very good. 
when you yeah you're forming like probably the memories that your dad wants to have that he can replay like a oh what's that thing you look through and it has a little disc and you go like this, oh something the, vision this, oh the something master uh, view master view master there yeah, we go he wants those view master memories <laughs> yeah man view masters some of them were like stereoscopic vision yeah some of them really felt like traveling the world <laughs> i remember there was carlsbad caverns when i was a kid man that's the original vr yeah and now all I want is a Viewmaster that takes me back to like really run mundane moments in my childhood. Yeah. Like a Viewmaster of it's playing Sunday in the backyard. And you don't have homework. You're in elementary school. Or like, I think my grandma had a bunch of them. It's like, well, grandma's watching you. Okay. I'm going to eat. I get served rice cakes. And I get <laughs> to look at a Viewmaster. <laughs> oh, delightful. I think, yeah, I want a Viewmaster in the same way I want an Atari 2600. But I know, an, like, those Atari games are going to be super fun for about five minutes. Yeah, like, pretty much. sucks. Yeah. You're not remembering the video game. You're remembering you playing the video game. Yeah. And even back then, I remember imagining I'm playing better video games, <laughs> which is a Homestar Runner line. But it's true. Like, back in the days, you had shitty video games, so you had to pretend the video game was something else. Yeah um will downs oh yeah i already said that and a motorcycle question cabinet juice doesn't have a question but thank you for your donation captain kneecap that's a good name that is a good name uh happy birthday beer i have a lincoln ls five man uh thinking of lincoln ls with a five speed always wondered if you guys what you guys thought about uh, about these i'd love to drive it down from rochester wow that's a drive that is a drive um I haven't met a car, like my favorite car is one I've never drawn before. I don't know if I drove a Lincoln LS or a similar platform. I, I can't can't imagine what platform that is without having Jamie here look it up. So I'm not certain. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your donation. And then uh, the last but not least is Blizzard Drox with $5. Thank you for the very generous donation. Uh, happy Burb Day. Have a later beer trademark credit thank you i think i have some juan left but i'm just gonna mix with fruit like mm. i'm my dad well, that's just like sweet sweet white table wine that i brought over just to have for people and then no one came over and then no one wanted it yeah so and i hate the taste of it so i just i just mix it with water and yeah. then just get a slight buzz at night ah that's it. Well, do and that after the dollar uh, bottle of wine. Do that after the motorcycle. Then. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Downs, something. Oh, Sam LaRosa just chimed in. Thank you, Sam. I daily a 2003 Celica. Well, that's going to become nostalgia pretty soon. Yep. Northern New England. How do I justify this? Everybody says I'm an idiot. Uh, keep that car clean. Repair what you can. That's nostalgia. It may be worth something in like five years. And yeah. by worth, I mean it may go up a thousand dollars in resale value. That's pretty much what I mean. But um, that's going to be probably the next big thing: the Toyota Corolla G, uh, the Toyota Celica GTS with a manual. That's going to be uh, a big seller. But it's probably going to take another ten years for a car like that. It's going to be worth something. 
he says Celicas are pretty rare in New England. Well, then good. I mean, if you have a garage to put it in, put it in. Uh, you're living in a rust state, though. So my mm -hmm. hat's off to you for keeping that thing, uh, keeping that thing clean. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to justify anything to anyone. No, I mean, it's your car. Like, that's your such money. a weird thing of like, you have a V6, explain yourself, or like an automatic Why? transmission. It's like, Why? You can explain these nuts. <laughs> And explain this fist while you spin on it like a teacup ride. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm looking forward to this trip to Cincinnati because I look forward to all the planning that goes into it. I'm going to clean my car. I'm going to probably, I, I could go to Advance Auto or AutoZone or something. Or even down the Moyers, say hi to Nush and just. Buy some car wax, some out of car wax. Hey, maybe Just go wax the car. Super clean, clean the interior. I like showing up to a place with like a freaking like gorgeous mundane car. I remember when when we uh, when we filmed the most recent one, and, and the friend was driving the Subaru. He said, "Wow, this is really clean on the inside." I'm like, "Thank you." Yeah. <laughs> oh, four Subaru with two hundred thousand miles, and it doesn't look it. You can eat eggs off of the floor mats. Will Downs chiming in, getting in that last question. I'm thinking about a second generation 99 to 04 Honda Odyssey in the 2000s. Um, I remember driving one of those in the early days of RCR. Um, yeah, it's going to be better than a Dodge Caravan for darn sure. Uh, they they are they do have a problem with leak and oil, and those automatic transmissions are garbage. Um, but they're still better than caravans. That's my opinion on them. Um, Oh, dead air. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to eat food and I'm going to sober up and take the motorcycle out. Oh, it's going to be low humidity. It's going to be pretty nice. I don't yeah. know where I'm going to ride and I don't care. Nobody does. Or just gonna, I like riding knows. in town. It's kind of neat. I do got to put some fuel in it. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, yeah, the only like, I keep thinking about that manual transmission Camry. It's like, yeah. hey, we actually, I'm actually going to try to flip something here. But then I think about just saving, just saving the RCR money, just saving it and saving it and saving it. I, I was mean, talking to my dad earlier, and now that I have to buy my own, my own uh, fuel oil to heat this house, he yeah. says he had to ref refill his twin tanks. Like, and even he refills the twin tanks like two or three times in the winter time. And each time it's a thousand dollars to refill them. Yeah. So I have to say like, okay, well then this winter this is going to be like a three thousand uh, dollar bill throughout the winter. So there's going to be, you know, one month where my living expenses are going to go into are going to be more than my share of the YouTube revenue. Yeah. So that's going to be and, and now yes, I'm going to be tax deductible, but still. Um, it's just going to be a thing. So yeah, this is money that would have gone to, well, that would have gone to, to trips like plane tickets for us. But since we're not going anywhere, um, we just have to accept that, except that, you know, when people make that offer, like I'm willing to drive from like two States away to have my car in RCR. And I say, Oh no, don't do that. Well, now I'm going to say something like, well, 
if you feel like doing if you that, feel like it you know you know go ahead uh i mean we it makes my life a whole lot easier we do have standing offers with uh rooms for us in uh rochester oh yeah so and that is a very lovely place okay oh rochester so nice but it's also something where you know maybe it's something for the more autumnal season True. because just the humidity is too much oh it's, it's terrible a, it's gnawing at me but hey that fan stopped making noise oh very nice i wonder if i can just shoot some like lithium grease up in that thing mm. Huh. Well, I get to do the audio for this, so I think that's a podcast. That is a podcast. Uh, be safe while you're out on your ride, because I do have a very strange habit of uh, going on my Facebook feed, and inevitably I'll see a, a news post about motorcycle accident, and I'll always click on it and look at the details and wait for the details to find out that it wasn't you. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but that's one of those, like, I talked to my friend Kat about it. She's like, you're catastrophizing. You assume mm. that every bad thing that happens has something to do with you because it's something oh, that no, is... Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's like a form of narcissism mm. that, you know, but yeah. I think that is a podcast. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for RCR, I'm Brian. Oh, I'm Nick. I forgot to say that. I'm Nick, but like, don't quote me on it. So, <laughs> yeah. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Have a good night. And we're out on the Zoom. And now we're going to be out on YouTube. Thanks. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank Have you, everyone. Night.